0: Hey y'all, welcome to the 11th Hour God podcast, where we share testimony of how God is working in people's lives.
1: We call this podcast the 11th Hour God, not because he shows up in the 11th hour, it's because we tend to see him in our 11th hour when we've finally given it all to him and are at our breaking point. I'm Jake. And I'm Kenny. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to our first episode of the 11th Hour God. Y'all, we're so excited to start this podcast. Um, the Lord put it on Jake's heart to start a podcast with just normal, everyday people's testimonies.
0: We'd like to share what the gospel says about testimony. Luke 839 says, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away, proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. Psalm 66 16 says, come and hear all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul.
1: We want to share testimonies of friends and family because we feel that just hearing somebody's testimony can be so incredibly powerful for believers, you know, to like connect with and think of things in a different light. And, and for non-believers to just maybe think that doesn't sound like a coincidence, you know, there is more to this life that, that we're living, like, um, we do have a maker who loves us and wants so much for us, and I think through powerful testimony, you get all that. So we would just like to introduce ourselves really quick so that y'all know who we are um, and where we come from. So babe, do you want to just give a little introduction of who you are?
0: Yeah, I, uh, I'm i Jake Bender. I was born just outside of San Diego, California. Uh, born and raised there. Decided to move in 2008 to Alaska. Um, economy in, in San Diego was kind of crashed down around at that point, and so I decided to pack up for a new adventure. Um, my cousin and I decided to hit the road, and we Moved up to Alaska. I was up there from 2008 to 2015, and uh, along that time up there is I met Kenny as a friend. It wasn't until she came back in 2013, uh, just to visit after two weeks in Europe for her birthday, um, we reconnected and decided to do long distance dating. So we did that a year and a half. And then uh, I decided to go remote and follow her back to Hawaii.
1: And after living in Hawaii for a while, we moved to Texas. (laughs) And that's where we're coming at you from with this podcast. So my name is Kenny Bender. Um, Maiden name is Diluz. I am from the Big Island of Hawaii. Uh, I am fourth generation, born and raised there. Fourth or fifth, one of those. One day we'll
0: find out. Every time you tell somebody that, you never are sure. So we'll find that out.
1: out. (laughs) Um, So yes, I am from Hawaii. I went to school in Oregon. Um, I did not graduate from college there. I didn't make very great decisions (laughs) school-wise. But I did live live there for eight years. I moved back to Hawaii for a couple years. Um, Things didn't really work out there for me. Uh, I had a friend who was living in Alaska who I met in college. And again, we're going to elaborate on these stories, on our life story and our testimonies further down the line. But this is just kind of high level of who, who I am and who we are. Um, I ended up moving to Alaska. Again, met Jake there as friends. Um, after two and a half years in Alaska, I moved back home to Hawaii because my grandma, who I was incredibly close with, was sick. So I moved back home to take care of her. Um, and like Jake said, for my 30th birthday, a friend and I went to Europe. After Europe, I went back to Alaska for a week to visit some friends. And Jake and I ended up meeting up at that time, which is super weird though, because we were never close friends. We were never even really friends, we were more acquaintances. Yeah. We ended up meeting up for lunch, not thinking anything of it, and just hit it off, had an amazing time, started dating. We were doing long distance for like a year and a half. Through the grace of God, you were able to start your job remotely and you were able to move to Hawaii. We bought a house there. We fostered there. We um, have a lot of testimony and stories being in Hawaii. But the Lord moved us here to Texas now. So we are living in Texas, absolutely loving it.
0: Even though it's 104 degrees outside right now.
1: But it doesn't get super cold.
0: Maybe one or two days a year. And fun fact, for those that may not know... Anything below 82 degrees is cold for Kenny. (laughs) That's inside or outside.
1: I feel like that should be cold for anybody.
0: That's not correct. (laughs) We're the only house in our neighborhood that actually is using their fireplace in the middle of August.
1: Whenever Jake leaves the house, I either turn off the AC or I put the heat on. And he comes home and it's usually above 80 degrees. And he's just like, "What?" what? kind of person Are you?
0: (laughs) We can't have wallpaper because it would peel. (laughs) Because it's so warm in here. So anybody who has extra prayers, I'll be taking them, please. (laughs) Whatever.
1: Anyways, back to um, why we chose to do testimonies here.
0: Well, I think where it also came from is we've been in a few small groups. And when you get in those small groups and you hear the testimony shared around those circles and you hear the vulnerability and the intimacy of these testimonies and prayers it got us thinking like man there's some people with the most powerful testimony and it never leaves their living room yeah and it's like this needs to be heard like
1: yeah absolutely how many
0: people have we connected with on different fostering journeys or our own health journeys or whatever and we're like oh my gosh should we go through that like we're not alone in this
1: yeah and and just an example, like we've been hosting a small group in our house for, I mean, it has to be close to a October. year, right? Man, yeah, almost a year. Yeah. And one of the ladies that has been in group since the beginning, she just shared a testimony last week, I think it was. And I, I'm going to let her share that. We'll have her on, I'm sure. Um, but she shared a testimony and we were just mind blown by it. We had we had no idea. Yeah. And it was so incredibly powerful and you could see Jesus and all of it. Yep. You know, and we just think we need to get these out to the world, like um give people that platform to share their testimony yeah. and to share the gospel and um we just want to bring more people to Jesus. As Christians, that's our goal to spread the good news. We are commanded to do so. Matthew 28
0: it is, but I think testimony too um, makes God's word and his faithfulness and love so relatable.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: I think for folks that may not be far into their faith, it's hard for them to connect things. But when they see another believer, they see somebody else going through hardships or even praises, but seeing God's faithful faithfulness through that um, allows them to connect to God even closer. And it allows them to see Him in others.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's so important to be praying constantly and to be in the Word constantly. But sometimes being in the Word is hard. I mean, let's be honest. As believers, we know that. Um, Like, it's not always easy to understand, especially the Old Testament, you know? And it's not always easy to relate to. But testimonies coming from your peers, um, from others, that's way easier to relate to because we, you know, like people will find it on this podcast, some of the stuff that we're going through with infertility and things like that. um, Others' testimonies about infertility and how God shows up is so relatable and is so encouraging. And it allows us to continue to have hope And continue to to fight, right?
0: And to grow your faith.
1: And even if, you know, you hear a testimony and you're not going through the same thing, just seeing how God works and how he shows up is so powerful and it's so encouraging.
0: Sometimes you feel so alone. You can be the only one that you know around you going through something, Um, whether it's medical or financial or job related and everybody else seems to have it perfect. And so you don't feel like they can relate to you. And so I think bringing these stories out to the forefront, you may be able to connect with somebody. You may be able to say, wow, that was me or I'm going through that and to see the redemption and the restoration that God truly wants for us, Mm -hmm. I think is so powerful um, when you're in that corner and you may feel alone.
1: So with that being said, we do want to let y'all know why we name this podcast, the 11th hour God, because I'm sure there are Christians out there that are thinking God's not an 11th hour God. God is always on time, you know, and we 100% believe that. But, um, babe, I want you to share why you felt strongly about naming this podcast, the 11th hour God.
0: Yeah. And you'll hear a lot of our testimony coming up in future episodes. Um, but during our fostering testimony or our fostering journey, um, we hit hardship after hardship with so many different things, with paperwork, with court dates, with um, the amount of children we had, just everything going on. and and you're right, it's not God who's the eleventh hour, but it's us who places him in that that position. Yeah, I think we don't fully surrender or fully trust in those moments or those seasons and so to us it looks like God shows up at the 11th hour or that's what we've seen in our testimonies is we will go through so much struggle and hardship and it's that 11th hour to us where he shows up his faithfulness his goodness shows up and so it's not a reflection of God but our Lack of full trust and our full faith in who he is um, that really kind of led to that 11th hour. um, We were placing that time constraint on him.
1: Yeah, and let's be honest, he's always there. He's there in the first hour, he's there in the second hour, the ninth hour. It's not until we fully give it to him and lay it at his feet and trust him with it. And nine times out of the 10, let's be real, as humans, as flawed human beings, we don't give it to him until we're at our breaking point. And that's when we see him. And that's usually at what we perceive to be the 11th hour. Because anything after that, we feel like we wouldn't be able to take it anymore.
0: Absolutely. And it's it's when we're pushed to that cliff, when we're pushed to that edge, and we feel like we're in the 11th hour, I, f- I know that that's where our faith is refined. It's restored. Um, and I think... God allows us to push to that edge or get pushed to that edge because he knows that that it is going to redefine our faith. I mean, if everything was easy, if God answered every prayer immediately, then we wouldn't need faith. We wouldn't have faith.
1: Right?
0: It would just be an expectation. Yeah. And that's not how God works. God wants us to believe in him and have that bold faith that he will come through. And like we always say his track record with us has been 100%. We've n- He's never let us down.
1: He's he- never failed us. He never will fail us. Yeah,
0: even when we feel like maybe he's distant or he's not close, we do know he's there, and we know that he will always provide a way. It's not always what we see or what we think it'll look like, but he's always provided a way.
1: It's better, though. It's always, always better. I mean, in future episodes, again... With our own testimonies, and I'm sure with the other people that we have on here, you'll see that we always think like things need to happen now or things need to happen this way. And I don't understand why it's not. It's because God has a plan for us and his plan is always better than what we have. Like our minds can't handle his greatness.
0: We put God in a box in so many different ways in our life. We think he can only do so much, or we think that his love is transactional, or we think that we have to do good in order for him to want to bless us. And there's, I mean, it's his love and his mercy and grace is so much more than we'll ever be able to fathom.
1: I think some people and even Christians, heck, even us sometimes, um, feel like if I do something good, then God's going to bless me. Or if I do something bad, then God's going to punish me. But that's not how he works, you know? Um, Psalms 103.10 says, He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities.
0: But it's, it's, again, we put our own struggles on ourselves a lot. We put our own stress and worries out there that aren't even really...
1: Yeah, I agree. We tend to worry so much about things that may never even happen. And I'm assuming like nine times out of 10, the things that we worry about don't even happen.
0: <laughs> right. Or we, we think they're a bigger deal than they truly are. Yeah. And you see that later in, in your life, like, wow, that thing that I stressed about so much, that project at work or that relationship with a girl or a boy or whatever. And you look back five years, 10 years down the road and you're like, that was nothing.
1: So with all that being said, um, again, we just wanted to take our first episode to introduce ourselves and to let you know what we're doing here um, and to help you to understand why this podcast is called The 11th Hour God. Um, And anybody that's listening, if y'all have any testimony of coming to Jesus and what he's done in your life that you would like to share with us. We would love to speak with you. Um, You can always email us at 11thourgod at gmail.com. And that's that's 11th spelt out. Um, And just reach out there and share with us your story. We'd love to have you on. Like I said, we want the world to hear more testimonies. And we think the world needs to, especially this world that we're living in today where Jesus is overlooked or he's, um, almost mocked in today's world.
0: We're excited for you guys to join us on this journey. And our prayer is just that, um, God works through this and through us and being able to allow others to share their, their testimony.
1: Um, before we end our first podcast, um, I would like to share a little, just a little part of our testimony um, of our move to Texas um, because it is one of those times that we didn't wait till the 11th hour and we kind of just trusted God and whatever he brought um, to that circumstance was the direction that we were going to go.
0: One of those small pieces throughout the, the huge move was um, we decided that we wanted to ship a container of all of our stuff because Kenny was a woodworker at that time and had a bunch of handmade um, furniture pieces that she had made, some family heirlooms and different stuff that we wanted to bring with us. And so, um, as some people know, shipping stuff from Hawaii to the mainland is not easy. It's not cheap. It's not fast.
1: And you have to put it on a, a container on a barge because obviously we couldn't drive there.
0: Right. Right. And so we decided we were going to ship stuff. And uh, so we had a really nice gentleman come out with a company on the big Island there, and he was going to give us a quote on what it would cost to ship. Um, so he came out and kind of gave us an estimate of, I think it was like a dollar, $2 per pound to load a container. And long story short, he ultimately said, you know, If you guys can do this, he's like, I recommend you just calling the shipping company yourselves and, you know, kind of setting it up yourself. That's what we would do.
1: Because we decided that we didn't need somebody packing our stuff. So we didn't want to pay for that because we could do it ourselves. So he was like, well, if you can do it yourselves, then get a shipping container um, through a shipping company because it'll be a lot more affordable.
0: Right. And he even told us, he's like, I probably shouldn't be sharing this. You know, that's obviously hurting his business. But he was, it was... Refreshing to hear somebody actually trying to help. So we decided to go about it ourselves, contact the shipping company ourselves. Um, Kenny's father has a trucking company there. So logistically, we can make it work. So Kenny got a hold of the shipping company and kind of gave them our estimate of what size container we would need and everything in between and I think they came back with like a $7,000 quote.
1: Yeah, it was I think it was like 7100, something like that. It was a little over 7,000. Right. And we were just like that is so much money. We should just sell everything, you know, except for the stuff that we absolutely couldn't sell and pack it up and ship it through UPS or something like that, because I mean, $7,000 is just a lot of money. And we just, with the move and everything like that, we were going to be spending so much money already that we just couldn't see that working out.
0: Yeah. And I don't think either of us expected it to be seven. I think we thought maybe two or three, maybe 4,000 at the most. Yeah. So 7,000 was kind of a gut punch of, oh man, maybe this isn't supposed to happen. Yeah. So we got the quote and we prayed about it. Like, again, Lord, if this is your will, if this is your desire, like you will open a door to allow this to happen.
1: And give us a peace about it as well. Like one thing with our relationship with God, we have learned that we don't move forward with anything unless, um, he speaks to us about moving forward or going one way or the other, or unless we have such a peace about it, you know? Right. So, um, again, we're praying about it. um, And we... I was honestly kind of heartbroken about it because, like Jake said, I had built some stuff and I really wanted to take it to Texas with us. I had built this eight-foot table, custom table, that I absolutely loved, that Jake helped me work on and my brothers and my dad helped me work on. Just really great memories, aside of the fact that I absolutely loved the way it looked. And if we didn't ship a container... We wouldn't be able to bring this table with us. We wouldn't be able to bring some other stuff with us. But I was like, you know, well, it is what it is. I'll just sell it or give it to one of my family members and we'll just deal with it, basically. I want to say it was a few days later. Um, my mom called me, and she worked um, at a hospital. At this time, she worked at a hospital on a different island. We were on the Big Island. She was on Oahu, and she worked for a hospital there. Um, and during Christmas, I had made these little name tags that I was selling of um, for, like, Christmas stockings or for tree ornaments or gift tags. And they, it was just basically handwritten name tags that had people's names on them that people purchased for me. And they were just these cute little six-inch tags. Uh, so I did that. So my mom called me, and she said, hey, my boss is interested in ordering some of those tags from you.
0: And at this point, did you know, did you think it was like one or two tags? Like, did you have any idea of the actual order?
1: I didn't, no. Um, I was like, yeah, I mean, I can make some tags that's fine and she was like um okay well I want them to say ohana which means family in Hawaiian um or she does want them to say that and it's our um it's our company's like sixth or seventh anniversary or something and we want to give some stuff to all the employees as an anniversary gift and we want to give a little wood tag to everybody that says ohana and I was like, okay, well, this is, you know, the normal price that I charge for these tags. And my mom was like, well, I think we need like around 500 or so. and <laughs> I was like, um, okay, yeah, I can definitely do that. And I could give you guys a discount um, since you're ordering so much. She's like, okay, well, let me talk to my boss. I'll give her the quote and we'll see um, if it works out. I said, okay, awesome.
0: And he, at this point, each of those orders for tags were what, like, Two, three, four, five tags per order. So you had never
1: yeah. had an order
0: for a thousand.
1: Yeah, I never tags. had an. I never had an order for a thousand. However, I had so many orders that we did over. Yeah. I think we did a couple thousand maybe that Christmas.
0: Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, I remember many nights you were up cutting names and oiling and
1: and you were painting. there helping and you were there helping me and we even had foster kids at the time yep. who like wanted to help out. So. um... We had an assembly line going, <laughs> uh, so it was something I could definitely do because I have done, I had done it. I never had an order that big, but I also wasn't really thinking anything of it
0: because at this point they hadn't placed the order. They just kind of wanted a quote from you, right?
1: Yeah, and it wasn't, it wasn't anybody really inquiring. It was my mom, you know, speaking to me. So when it's a situation like that, your family's always trying to help you with things, so you never really think you're thinking like oh, my mom's just trying to help me, but it's probably not going to work out. So I didn't honestly give it much thought.
0: And especially when you give the price or the full quote and say, here's what it's going to cost you for name tags.
1: Yeah, and I, I didn't even really give her a full quote. I just said, we'll do it for this much per name tag because she wasn't, I think she actually said maybe 500 to 1,000 or something like that. Right. So I wasn't really sure how much it was going to be. Um, and she ended up getting back to me either the same day or the next day. And was like, okay, my boss wants it. We're going to place the order. We need it by this day. And she's like, by the way, you know, we're going to need, I honestly don't remember the exact amount, but it was over a thousand. And I was like, okay, awesome. Yeah, I'll get that going. I'll get it started. I'll get them an invoice and all that stuff. And so I told you about it. And after we did the math, the amount came out to like almost exactly what we needed for the shipping container.
0: I think it was like $10 over or...
1: I don't know. It thing. was... It
0: was very, very close. Yeah,
1: it was incredibly close. And you were the one that was like, Kenny.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was the one that noticed because in at that point when you got the order, I don't think you even were thinking of the shipping costs. You weren't thinking like, how do we cover this? It was just a business like, here's what I would charge. Like, So you hadn't even put the two together yet. Until I had thought, like, oh my gosh, this is almost exactly the quote to ship.
1: And I just started crying because not only did God give us the money to ship our container to Texas to where we could take all of our belongings that meant so much to us, God again showed himself to us. And it was just confirmation that we were making the right Choice that we are making the right decision, moving our family. I don't know how many miles it is a 3,000, 3,500 miles. Plane ride. I know that. It was just confirmation. And I love, I love when God shows Himself like that to us because even though He's done it so many times before, we're flawed human beings and we constantly need that reminder. And it was just a reminder that He's like, You guys, I got you. Like, this is what I told you to do. And I'm going to bless that and just believe that I'm going to do that. And we do, you know, we did, but as flawed human beings, we still question it. Like, but is this what he wants for me? Am I making the right decision? Did I hear him correctly? And this was confirmation of all of that, that it was a yes.
0: And I think too, we have testimonies of both quick answered prayer and very delayed answered prayer. Yeah. And even though this testimony was quick within a few days of having that quote and whatnot, I think God needed or wanted it to be that way so that we would put those two together. I think had it happened weeks later or months, whatever, we may not have associated that this was God providing that open door. Yeah. You know, and again, it wasn't just a random check in the mail for that amount it was hard work, lots of lots of hard work that went into it, but it was the opportunity and I think a lot of people also gloss over that sometimes god and God's answered prayer is opportunity, not necessarily a miracle
1: yeah like when you pray for money, yeah, sometimes a random check will show up in the mail and you got that money you asked for. But 9 times out of 10 that's not how that's not how it works. You know, 9 times out of 10, he's going to give you the opportunity to make that money or he's going to put somebody in your life to help you get that money. Right. It shows up in so many different ways. And this time it showed up in having some sort of a connection to someone, to a business and a lot of hard work. But the fact that he gave it to us when we needed it, Because at that point, we had to make a decision. We had to book the container and all that stuff. So like you said, it couldn't have come at a later time because probably it would not have worked out for us to ship a container if it did. So the fact that it came right then and the fact that it was almost exactly the amount that we needed was confirmation because he could have given us $1,000 more. He could have given us $2,000 less. And we probably still would have been like, okay, let's use this to ship the container. But the fact that it was almost the exact amount was him saying, "Here, you guys. I heard your cries, and this is how I'm helping you."
0: We're big. You'll always hear us say that there are no coincidences. Like it, it, we don't believe in coincidences. We know that everything is is a gift from God.
1: Yeah, and as Christians, I mean, I don't think any of us should believe in coincidences. You know, right. God has a plan he's in control and things work the way that they do because he makes them work that way
0: right or allows them to or
1: allows them to yes
0: yep but that was just one small testimony where we saw god show up tangibly i think we didn't have to question it we didn't doubt it we knew 100 percent that when that came through that that was god providing and like we said as we share our other testimonies of our lives individually married and everything we've done from like Kenny said, from Alaska to Hawaii to Texas, like we just see God continuing to show up time and time and time again. And again, a lot of times it's at our 11th hour that we're seeing him, but it's his, at his perfect timing.
1: We hope that that little testimony, um, resonates with somebody today. Maybe you're struggling right now. Maybe you don't know how you're going to pay your bills. Maybe you don't know where your next check is coming from and how you're going to keep a roof over your head, how you're going to feed your babies. All we know is that we have a God who loves us. We have a God who wants so much for us, so much beauty in our lives. He wants you to know how much he loves you, and how much he is there for you, you need to turn to him. If you're struggling, you're going through something, turn to God. Pray to him. Get in the word. Let him know how much you trust him. Do trust him, because he's got your back. He's going to come through for you.
0: Yeah, and I think we just can't wait to be able to share these stories, and we pray that you connect with them and that that God speaks to you through these testimonies. We appreciate you joining us on this journey and if you have any feedback or if you, like Kenny said, if you have a testimony you'd like to share, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you and talk to you.
1: Yeah. Again, our email is 11 at gmail.com. 11th is spelt out Um, and reach out to us, honestly, for anything, even if you need prayer. We are so happy to pray for you if you want us to Um, on our next episode if you want us to ask our listeners for prayer um, for you please let us know we're more than happy to do that
0: absolutely well we thank you and god bless